Welcome to the Viola-Centric Podcast. We are two curious violists finding inspiration through authentic and challenging conversations in the professional music world. I'm Liz. And I'm Steph. Let's jump in the deep end. Hello. (laughs) Hi, everybody. It's recap time. We're back. Mozart episode five. I'm with the maestro. Oh, I'm with the maestro. <laughs> Love that maestro. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, this episode, we introduce a new, very interesting character. Oh, I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Extra heightened level of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but before we do, uh-huh. there's lots of build up towards it. Yeah. We open with a nice film scoring session. I loved this. <laughs> I felt I real. really enjoy doing doing these kind of things, these recording sessions for I don't know, it's fun. So it is fun. And there's uh it's a chance for Haley to work with uh, Betty again. Yeah, they actually did work together well as musical colleagues. Yeah. Haley looked nervous, she kept looking at her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the music is like antsy music and Yeah. It's very appropriate. But what I what I will say is Whenever I do these kind of, you know, play along with the score kind of gigs, you never get to see the movie while you're playing. No. It seemed like they had a big screen and they could see the action of what they're actually, you know, providing the music for. Yeah. And I feel like this is not the way that they usually go. I don't think that's how it's done. I mean, it would be distracting, I would think. Yeah. The conductor usually has that. Yeah, the conductor's got that and the usually like some kind of click. Did they have headphones on? I couldn't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, so that's probably like, I would think that everybody would have like headphones, earbuds in or something with a click so that they can coordinate it. But who knows? I don't know. You've done this like Harry Potter play along kind of shows, haven't you? (laughs) Yes. That's a concert scenario, but yeah. no one's wearing headphones except for yeah, the conductor. That's true. that's true. I guess it depends on how meticulous they're trying to be with the timing. I always feel like recording sessions have, but maybe not film. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Certainly wouldn't be able to watch the movie while we're playing, though. I don't uh, think. No, that would definitely be distracting. That might have been a one for the, uh, one for the non-musicians. Yeah. <laughs> recording sessions and... Uh, musical theater. Yeah. That's why they put us in the pit, because we're so distractible. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. When I was a kid, since I just was at my high school a couple weeks ago, I was thinking about this, like, because the pit was there and they had the musical going. I was so distracted by that. Like, if you put me on the end, I would just be watching the whole time. <laughs> Missing my entrances. Sorry, yeah. Mrs. Weber. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) Um, but we cut away from that one temporarily and and we get to see my boy out on a run. Yeah. Listening to some sweet music, but he's very anxious. He doesn't seem, he's very unsettled from the cryptic letter that came in the tube last episode. Yes. Yeah. The stay away message. (laughs) The stay away message. But Rodrigo likes some electronic music. I know. He's more and more. (laughs) Who's your guy? He's winning me over. <laughs> so That's... he sees that he ad- identifies a priest sitting on a bench. <laughs> and he's like, clearly this 
guy looks like he isn't trying to enjoy a relaxing afternoon without doing his job. <laughs> I'm going to come over and hit Can him I up for some, some advice. advice. <laughs> yeah. The priest was, he was kind about it. You know, he's like, okay, I'll see if I can help you. And then Rodrigo, I love this, basically prefaces it by saying, I find my spirituality in something much more powerful than what you guys do. (laughs) (laughs) And then my God is music. My God is music. Yes. Yes. So he's asking the, the priest about how to avoid temptation, like how to stay away from his, his dreadful passion. Yes, his gentle passion, who we'd meet later, who <laughs> lives up to that she, description. She is, yeah, dreadful passion, Ooh. like, in human form. <laughs> she's incarnate, yeah, for sure. She's, quote, she's coming to town. Yes, <laughs> the capital she. But well. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, if the priest was going to give him advice, he should have guided him to cut off the dreadful rat tail. <laughs> that needs to go yeah i know it's just not necessary it's how he's identified as a free spirit yeah was this a thing in 2014 wasn't that wasn't that a thing from the 90s yes okay i thought so from the 90s yeah i can remember all i can remember guys doing the rat tail in the 90s no i hated it then yeah no it's hideous it's not a good look why? Why just let that? that piece of hair go? Like why? <laughs> why do we need the extra long piece of hair hanging off? I bet that? it's like a standard for something else. Mm. It's compensation like a of manhood. Some kind of compensation. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but we go so. back and we we see the uh, the recording session. Oh, yep they they're That's getting paid in cash in an envelope. Been there, and and the guy goes. <laughs> Just don't tell your union rep. Cynthia's like, what if I told you I'm the union rep? <laughs> like, shh, it's a secret. Get those yeah. cash gigs. Yeah. I mean, cash Been gigs there. are nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good cash gig? Um, so Cynthia is on the gig as well as Betty. Mm-hmm. And Cynthia is really, she's a good mentor. Oh, yeah. I really dig her. She's like referring Haley for gigs whenever someone asks a cellist for oboe referrals. Yeah, which happens happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't know anything about oboe, but... You should call this girl. (laughs) I know, that's really... That's so true. (laughs) Never have I ever been asked for an oboe or like a bassoon or... No. A trumpet recommendation? No. Never. <laughs> Never. No. Only strings. Yeah. Definitely string referrals. Yeah, I stay in my lane. <laughs> and Betty, yeah, the, there's this invitation to go to lunch. Right. And Betty and, says no. And then when she finds out Hilly Kitch, she's like, actually, you know what? I'll go out. <laughs> my treat. Still hates her. Yeah. Still hates That's her. Petty. That is petty. That is super petty. <laughs> oh yeah oh so rodrigo is gearing up for this imminent meeting of his wife and he's like hitting up all these street vendors looking (laughs) for some evil eye protection evil eye protection you know as you do did you hear the guy like something about how chipotle bought them out or whatever what was that (laughs) 
surreal. I can't believe that guy's still in business, that Amazon <laughs> hasn't shut him down. Yeah, really? <laughs> Maybe not in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 2014 was a long time. That's almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lifetime ago. <sighs> I, tried, I keep trying to remind myself, like, yeah, it was, it was almost a decade. <laughs> was Amazon even that prevalent in our lives then? Not like it is today. No. Yeah. No, I don't think it was. I mean, it was around. Mm hmm. And Prime and all of that. Yeah. Actually, was this one of the first, like, big Amazon Prime shows? Yeah. I think so. Oh. So they put. It helped put them on the map for TV, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. That's a so really long time ago. <laughs> it really feels like a long time ago. But <laughs> who remembers when Amazon didn't own Exist. everyone's life? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So, but the but the girls are back at the girls are at lunch now. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked this conversation a lot, actually. Yeah, me too. Because Betty kind of you know she puts it in this like old school way where she's like one of six in the symphony when she started out and that maternity leave wasn't even a thing that someone had to leave when they got pregnant and then they just lost their job and that nobody gave her anything and nobody mentored her and she had to figure it out for herself and that's sort of her perspective and in a way you gotta respect it i have mad respect for betty yeah she made it through in this field when things were not odds were not in her favor yep and she's a tough broad. She is a tough broad. And it does make you think like, oh, well, everybody just assumes, well, why doesn't she mentor her? Why doesn't she be nice? Because she, yeah, she, that's not her experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe she'll soften as time goes on. But I'm hoping that's the character development we're in for. <laughs> I hope so, too. Yeah. Um, I did like that Cynthia's tendonitis is so obvious to her that she asked about it. Oh, yeah, the oboe players, they're always watching those cellos. It's really, I mean, the oboe player is always sitting next to the cello in these Oh, yeah, shots. they turn each other's pages, right? They turn each other's pages. <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, that's obviously that's how it works, right? It does in this universe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and um, they, exit the, they exit the restaurant and they're attacked there is a near mugging right outside this restaurant <laughs> right and Very cynthia dramatic. puts some smooth moves yeah. like yeah. judo on this uh attacker and yeah. fends them off but hurts her hurts her arm in the yeah. process hurts her wrist yeah so betty's like i'm a, i'm gonna take care of you let's mm-hmm. do something about that at my house and off they go mm-hmm. and then we cut to alex's dance show yes Alex has invited Haley, and her roommate Lizzie has come along with. Good old Thank Lizzie. Goodness. By the way, she... what is she eating? <laughs> yogurt? Something, yeah, with a spoon. Yeah. It's like yogurt or ice cream or. Yeah. Out of a cup. <laughs> I, I'll tell you something about Lizzie. She always comes prepared, <laughs> and she always has your back. She definitely always has your back. Yeah. So yeah. I am Team Lizzie. I love her. Yeah. She's a good side. She's kid. always there for her friends. She always has what they need. She does takes her dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. She she has she's the friend that has snacks in her purse. Yep, that's right. Oh, for sure. Or mm-hmm. just a cup of yogurt. 
Yeah. That I bet ready she would share it with you. Totally. She would. Yeah. Um, I love the joke she, too, she made because their dancing was like very sensual. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, they really dance well together like brother and sister. <laughs> so good <clears throat> yeah so this is moby dick in dance that we're seeing here yeah and i wrote down lizzie knows what's up she's a truth teller yeah 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 she's cutting right through that yeah she knows exactly what's going on and so Haley gets called away because rodrigo <laughs> can we talk about this like she's like on the phone and she's like excuse me and she doesn't like exit out she walks through the stage. Through the stage. I don't, maybe this is one of those those uh, theater spaces that's like, you know, that's just the way it's laid out. Can you imagine doing that? No. <laughs> I would be mortified. mortified. It would have to be such an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess in you could consider this maybe an emergency that she gets called for. Oh, well, I guess. But there's other people he could have called. Yeah. What no, happened to Sharon? She would be like a backup. Sharon would do it. She would do it. She would leave a performance and humiliate herself. Like, no questions asked. She wouldn't even try to whisper. She would just no. like... It's so crazy. <laughs> I'm like picturing the scene where they're like trying to dance in the one corner and she's like rushing off on the side. Yeah. Utterly ridiculous. So... The big scene, the the crux of the episode is coming. <laughs> oh, well, we're getting there. But yeah, there's a really funny moment where they're in line. So Haley meets Rodrigo at in line for this performance <laughs> that we find out is and performance he's incognito. He's, he does not. He wants to be discreet. So he's got his hood up, which is about as discreet as you get, I guess. <laughs> it's very and hidden. and ha- one of Haley's like old, I don't know romance Derek Derek (laughs) I am here for Derek because he takes the risk to go up to her and he's like oh hey um I didn't know you were in NY Mm. yeah cringe okay cringe but I love that she says oh NY it's fun that you said that (laughs) I like like how you call it NY Where's the C? I feel like we're supposed to say NYC if we say it. Yes. Right? Yeah, I think that's the standard. That's the standard. Uh, I don't know if people who live in New York say NYC, though. <laughs> they just say New York. New York. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Derek, yeah, he's he's not very self-aware, but he is excited to see Haley. And he's clearly a classical music fan because yeah, he he's... recognizes Rodrigo and he says he's a big fan, even though Rodrigo says he doesn't like Philip Glass. <laughs> John Cage and Philip Glass and and I think he said he hated Philip Glass. Yeah, I say, I hate Philip Glass. Um, and Dara's like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's one. There's one point of contention for me and Rodrigo because I do not mm-hmm. hate Philip Glass. I think he's the bomb. I haven't played enough Philip Glass to really have a strong opinion on Philip Glass. Yeah. So, I've played TBD a cu- for me. Played a couple of the quartets and I really like them. Mm-hmm. But that's true. I don't know about, like, orchestra music by Philip Glass. I guess there's not a lot. Is the know. Chairman Dances by Philip Glass? Or is that John? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. That sounds right. Or is it... I played that. John Adams. Oh, that's John Adams. 
another one of those guys one of those guys <laughs> um yeah so okay so now oh right and then Haley's like okay Derek you have to go now bye <laughs> <laughs> She dismisses him. <laughs> but he sneaks back over to tell Rodrigo that he figured it out and he's a huge fan. And... Yeah. Yeah. And so no matter this... what, Haley has to prevent Rodrigo from going backstage. Yes. So she is his inner strength that the priest told him to have. Yeah. Yeah. That's his inner strength. <laughs> She's hired inner strength. <laughs> Season three is sponsored by The Arkrest. You know, Liz and I are always being asked about our Arkrests, and we're happy to share how much we love them. The freedom of movement has been life-changing for me. Me too. And I love how using The Arkrest allows my instrument to vibrate fully. And depending on how my body's feeling, I can also change the placement of the bass. Although Aaron and Tigran started the company in their home workshop, they've come a long way, continuing to innovate by experimenting with harder and softer woods, and even new materials. Like fiberglass. There are bases for violin, viola, and even for small fractional instruments. And there are foam pads of different thicknesses, so you can find one that fits your body or instrument perfectly. And the guys over at Arcrest are sharing a special discount code for our listeners. Use the code VIOLACENTRIC for 10% off anything on their site. Yes, check out their offerings at thearcrest.com. That's T-H-E-A-R-C-R-E-S-T.com. And don't forget to use the code VIOLACENTRIC. Being freelance musicians means gigging in lots of different places with very unpredictable lighting situations. Oh my gosh, yes. How many times have you shown up to a church gig and wondered if you'll actually be able to see the music by showtime? Many times. Or it's a cocktail hour in a restaurant with ambient mood lighting at best. <laughs> We've all been there and have used those alien looking bendy lights that only light up the top of the page so that by the bottom of the music, you're sometimes just guessing or maybe we'll call it being creative. We didn't know it at the time, but the Aria lights could have saved us lots of eye strain and unplanned improvisation. Yes, and with a rechargeable battery that lasts eight hours, you'll never have to carry backup double A's in your case. You'll just charge it up at home and take the Aria Light to your gig. The battery will even hold a charge for years between uses, not that you would go that long. Thank you so much to Aria Lights for their support this season. Please check them out at ariolights.com. Located in a historic mansion in Tacoma Park, Maryland, you might get the impression that the team at Potter Violins are as formal as the breathtaking building that they work in. But when you go inside, instead you'll find the most relatable, skilled, and friendly staff. Yes, the people at Potter's are what really make it a special place. I love visiting because I know that whoever I work with is not going to make me feel like I'm crazy or just being picky. They're kind of like your favorite bartender. They're great listeners who give you what you need without judgment. <laughs> yes, their technicians are not only super talented, creative, and resourceful. They take the time to collaborate with you so that the process of getting your instrument at its best really feels like a partnership. So if you're in the area, definitely stop by and introduce yourself to Chris, Rob, Kimberly, Derek, Jim, Melissa, and the whole team, or visit potterviolins.com to find what you need online. It's so fitting then that their shop is in this beautiful old house because the staff at Potter's really makes it feel like home. And then we go back to the dance hall where Lizzie has stayed as the good friend she is to Covering. kind of yeah. 
figure out what the deal is there mm-hmm. between Alex and his roommate, which I'm making air quotes about. Yeah. Um, who are clearly, clearly have some kind of history. Totally. There's some vibe going on there. And so much so that Alex asks if she has her lip stuff with her and he takes it out and he puts it on and then he puts it on her. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a vibe. Yeah. I don't know no, what the you, vibe is yet. You don't go willy nilly sharing your chapstick with <laughs> people who you haven't shared other things with. Or put it on each other. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever put chapstick on another person before. My children. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's about it. <laughs> but she's got the, the, his, his quote roommate slash dance partner she's there's like some sort of energy there that you can't quite figure out like you can't figure out if she's like salty that they're not in a relationship you can't figure out if she just is really sort of like i don't know laissez-faire about everything right. like it's it's hard to tell yeah what her deal is but she she's definitely like gives gives off this coolness fairy she's like <laughs> flits around yeah Dancing. I like her energy. It's it's a it's kind of a cold energy though. It's like mm, a little bit, but I think it's because she doesn't know you. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's cautious with her yeah. energy. Yeah, I can't. I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, I haven't sussed her out yet. <laughs> but. Now we get to another great scene at, oh, at yeah. Betty's house. They're at Betty's house. So Cynthia and Betty are just chilling in her place. Betty has a really respectable vinyl collection. Oh, it's badass. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. It's so a good we're liking her collection. more and more. Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. And she's like, what? You think I only get it up for Brahms? <laughs> <laughs> she's a cool broad. She is. And she like has pictures of her sister's kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's like the cool aunt, and um, and then Cynthia finds a photo of her with this dude when she's like much younger, and she calls it her only regret, her like one regret. Yeah. So must have lost that relationship to the love of her career, maybe. Maybe. But maybe. I do love this quote she had, where she says. Growing old is horse doo doo, but growing old alone is the best. (laughs) 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 And she's very happy with her life. She says she wouldn't change a thing, which is kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Good for her. I like this character more and more. And it's good because I I knew, I knew they wouldn't have wasted Debbie Monk on like a throwaway character. Right? I know. She's gonna, she's gotta be. A really multifaceted, definitely, kind of, uh, chick. So definitely, you know how we did our episode with um, Marge and Ellen earlier this year, mm-hmm. and they talked a little bit about how they just like you reach a certain point in your career where you have sort of like zero Fs, zero to, Fs give to give anymore. And I think like that is that's Betty right now. Like she's like I'm gonna just live the way I want to live mm-hmm. and unapologetically and i love that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i love it they had a really nice time yeah i feel yeah. like that was a good i feel like that's a good outlet for cynthia it's kind of like the opposite side of what she represents for Haley. you know she's like gaining some life wisdom from from betty and oh yeah yeah 
Yeah. That like generational. It really is like in, in orchestra world, we do have these like sort of, I don't know, generational influences, all of us. Mm -hmm. You think about it, like Mm -hmm. in what environment, in what other work environments do you have colleagues that, you know, you start out and you're 25 or 30 or whatever, you start out working with these people and then you grow to be 40 and the ones who are 10 years older than you grow to be 50 and et cetera. And then the younger ones come in, but it's like that turnover is pretty significant where... I don't know. You just, it's interesting. It's just really interesting. The whole like community aspect of orchestra work. Mm-hmm. Lucky in that way, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also what you said about each generation having their, the way they came up in the business. Yeah. And then that sticks with you for your whole career. And so even though Betty has tenure, <laughs> she's not in danger of losing her job. They can't fire her from the orchestra. Right. She still is, has that scarcity thinking Mm -hmm. of when she was coming up. And it was, if I didn't, if you got the job, that means I didn't get the job. Right. And, you know, she's got, she's kind of holding on to that. I wrote, Betty doesn't suck. She's just got scarcity mindset. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. That's true. It, it's and it is it is interesting to think about how those things. Yeah, like we we only work to dismantle those things through evolution by generation. Or and per, on the personal level as well. Yeah, you have to be willing to be I think self, it's, examine yourself and examine your thoughts and your yeah processes more so than the business itself right like it's so much of that is inner work but even understanding that that's what's happening and then being able to do the work of dismantling it that is yeah totally yeah so interesting um okay so here we go (laughs) okay so we're at the performance where rodrigo and Haley are in the audience and he's again reiterating please don't let me go backstage i don't care what you have to do do not let me go backstage. I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know either. I was like, what are we about to see? <laughs> so the lights dim. We see his ex-wife, or no, his wife-wife. They're still yeah. married, right? Yeah, he says wife. Okay. Yep. His wife, Anna Maria, is a violinist slash performance artist. And she comes on... It, it, and she starts playing this virtuoso violin piece. Okay. Left-handed. <laughs> Do you think, was she playing it on purpose left-handed? Okay. So this was what I was wondering. Was she doing that on purpose? And then someone comes up and takes some wire cutters and they cut a string while she's playing and she continues to play. So was she going for showing off how virtuosic she can be? By, okay, not only can I play this piece, but I can play it left-handed, and I can still play it when someone is... Or was this just completely misinformed um, non-musician writing about musicians? Yeah, it's an excellent question. My my instinct is to say she did all of it on purpose, and that the whole point was to be, like, extra chaotic, but who knows? Uh-huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> she definitely chaos is her middle name emphatically Henry. smashes the violin to the ground and then screams at the audience for clapping <laughs> i mean she's actually saying like shut the f up yeah like, is she uh-huh. saying that over and over again yes i mean she's got like crazy eyeliner like smeared all around her eyes and her hair is like super duper messy and she's just angry like she's just angry and rodrigo says she's got a lot of blood <laughs> which is terrifying terrifying I, I i had such a whirlwind of emotions watching this because at first i was like oh this might actually be really interesting and i was like oh 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 ah! <laughs> she smashes the violin i like audibly gasped i was like (gasps) (laughs) it was a roller coaster you know what i was thinking i was thinking and this is like we'll we'll talk about their interaction that weekend or uh, i mean backstage (laughs) after the scene with lizzie and the dancer but i i just was thinking to myself like you know, she must be at some kind of, she's like at some sort of level of prestige that she just gets to do whatever she wants and people pay money yeah. to see her do it. And I was kind of thinking like, that's kind of awesome. You know, I might be a little jealous of that. <laughs> she's a performance artist. She gets to and do whatever she wants. Yeah. And she clearly, yeah, like you said, people know who she is because she that audience was full. Mm-hmm and yeah crazy more power to her i know right (laughs) anyway um we did a quick cutaway to uh lizzie talking to the female dancer right yeah she's being a true friend she's getting the dirt for Haley. yeah uh she calls lizzie a bearded guy magnet because of her tattoo art and i thought that was funny yes yeah that was on point yeah (laughs) very on point um but didn't get she was still pretty not forthcoming she was like not giving away much information. She, uh, yeah, well, I mean, she did kind of uh, some thinly veiled comments where she said uh, Lizzie was complimenting her and Alex's performance, like, wow, you guys, you know, you know each other so well, you're trying to exact, <laughs> elicit some kind of reaction. And she's like, no, we know each other's bodies well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, okay, girl. <laughs> She's staking her claim. Yes. So Alex is uh, getting harassed by some sleazy guy from Florida who wants him to come down and... Oh, yeah. His, and legs, some... and, his legs and ass are... Yeah. Something. We don't know what the job description is that he's he's being offered, but he looks a little skeptical. <laughs> As he should be. Yes, he should. And Lizzie's like, oh, they're listening. She's like, trip to Florida. Hmm? Go to Florida, hmm? Uh, what I want to know is, like, who's the Lizzie for Lizzie? Yeah. Like, clearly Lizzie needs, everybody needs somebody yeah. who can, like, go to bat for them. and Yeah, that's right. Is willing to eavesdrop on conversations. And <laughs> I hope she has somebody in her life that yeah. she can trust to do that for her. Yeah, she hasn't, she hasn't elevated to the level of, like, independent character yet. She's more... She should be. She's the only one who, like, sees through all the madness to, like, what's actually going on. That's why we need her. We need her. She's... I love her. I love her, too. 
So then we are back with Rodrigo, who has defied all of Haley's best efforts to keep him from the dressing room of his wife, Anna Marie. And he he says, don't let me spend any more than like, what do you say, two minutes? Two minutes. She's like, in two minutes, I'm coming in and getting you out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot happens in two minutes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We saw this coming. Yeah. Um, so, oh, she was arrested three times in Greenland for her protests against climate change. She's been very successful there, and he's been following that. And that's sort of like, you can tell, yeah, this performance art thing, like she's just like living it. Um, right. I thought it was interesting that he complimented that she still has excellent bow technique. And I was trying to think if he was just trying to keep her from being scarier or if he meant it. And then, of course, that brings us back to your original question of whether or not this was like an intentional like <laughs> decision for her to play left-handed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what her deal is, but um, yeah, so she's had this career that she feels has been directed by conviction. Yeah. And so she's very judgmental of what Rodrigo has done and kind of, I think, sees him as a sellout. Yes. Like you've, you've abandoned true art for glory. Lost his integrity. Yeah. And yeah. then glory. And he's like, glory's for football players. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, too, because they're like, these fights are escalating and escalating and escalating. And then at some point, they're like, okay, no, no, no. no. And he's like, let's not make a drama. <laughs> I was too like, late for that. It's like it's already very dramatic. <laughs> yes, she is too dramatic. Speaking to his fears, yeah, of yeah. what he has become. That's true. Clearly, she says you are. You're performing, creating dead music in a sterile artifice. Oh, <sighs> burn! Yeah. yeah, sick burn. Sick burn. Sick musical nerd burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's a sick bird for creatives. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and Haley, her attempt to go in there was scary and not... I mean, you knew as soon as she walked in, you're like, don't don't Mm-mm. set off the crazy. Like, I... Yeah, you know those... You know there are people in our lives that it's like... You, you have to interact just the right way. There's like the right amount of engagement and the right amount of distance. Yeah. And if you cross either of those lines, it either would be like why are you looking at me like that? Or why aren't you listening to me? <laughs> yeah. And you have to be very careful. So one other person throwing off the balance in there, that's, yeah. It's a toxic It might have been the right time for her to break in, though, because they were embroiled physically, and she yes. cut that off real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he, he does leave with her. He's, you know, he, mm-hmm. he, but after they're fighting, fighting, and then he cuts it off and says, this is going to be TBD. That's how we say that in this country. <laughs> TBD. 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 And he runs out of the room and says, I told you not to let me go in. <laughs> like it's her fault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Rodrigo. She didn't sign up for this. <laughs> no, she did not. All right. Final scene. Final scene. We see Haley who goes to Alex's apartment to apologize for having to leave and to explain herself. And she's met at the door by his roommate who lets her think whatever she wants to think about the fact that Alex is sleeping in her bed. Yes. With not very many clothes on. Yes. I don't think he's wearing any clothes. (laughs) My heart dropped for her. It's like, this is awkward. 
Well, yeah, it's just uncomfortable. It's like dangling this. It's like, yeah, he's in my bed. He's asleep. And she looks in and she's like, okay. And she's like, let's wake him up and we can all have it. And it's like, well, this is like super free, but maybe a little too free because there's no discussion about like where the lines are being drawn, if there are any lines. And Mm -hmm. yes, like I said, she's just very like laissez-faire about, (laughs) you know. Yeah, we used to like five months ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I think Haley makes the right decision. She pieces out. Yeah, I think I would say, I think I would say in Haley's shoes, like, this is cool or whatever, but mm, like, I'm gonna let you guys do whatever it is you do and just go. Yeah, she totally makes the right decision. I suspect Alex will have some, will do some splaining in the next episode, is my guess. Yeah. Well, Haley's got a very bright future and New York City is full of people who are not sleeping in their roommate's bed, so. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) hope she gets hooked up with one of those people (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like that bar isn't that high (laughs) no it's very possible oh but i guess we find out next time yeah but this was very entertaining i'm I'm here for anna marie and her dramatic makeup Ooh, anna marie yeah and that smudgy eyeliner gotta remember you know when we're in a bad mood Just put some smudgy eyeliner on. Nobody will mess with you. It everything. Dark circles. <laughs> yeah. Check. You want to be left alone? Just <laughs> smoke it up, friend. Yes. <laughs> Everyone around be like, I don't, something tells me I shouldn't engage. <laughs> That's another great episode. Yep. So join us back one. in two weeks. Yay. Thank you so much for listening today, and thanks also to our season sponsors, Arc Rest, Potter Violins, and Aria Lights. Another thanks to Alto Clef Gifts, where you can purchase viola-centric shirts and mugs and a variety of other fun items featuring our beloved Alto Clef. If you loved today's episode, consider writing us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want the chance to hang with us and have access to behind-the-scenes audio and video recordings, check out our new Patreon. The Viola-centric theme music was written and produced by J.P. Wogeman and is performed by Steph and myself. Thanks again for listening. Let's talk soon.